Welcome to this week's episode of The Fitness Solution. On today's episode, I talk all things calorie deficit with one of my clients, Liz. She's one of my online clients. She is doing the 10-minute fitness solution. And she is also a member of The Fitness Collective on Facebook, which is my free Facebook group, which you can join as well. We talk all things calorie deficit and lessons learned, how to adapt to a calorie deficit. And we just talk Liz through her experiences in losing weight. And she's lost eight kilos in about three months, which is fantastic work. So if you like this episode, once you finish listening to it, if you could leave me a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, that would be great as it would really help me spread the joy of the podcast to other people. And it really helps with the algorithms and all that good stuff. Right, that's it from me, and let's get on with the show. Hello, Liz. How are you? Hi. Hi, I'm good, thank you. Really <laughs> Excellent. Good. So uh, it's always a bit awkward this bit because we were chatting a bit offline beforehand. Um, but uh, let's just give some context. So you basically uh, responded to my Instagram uh, story the other day about what should we talk about on the podcast, and you responded with two of the greatest words known to fat loss man, and that is <laughs> calorie deficit. Yay, um, my favorite thing. <laughs> everyone's favorite thing is they want fat loss, right? Yeah. And, um, and so I asked you to explain a bit more because I didn't really know how to turn two words into a podcast. And you came, at wi- you came to me with? Um, willpower and what was the other thing? I can't remember. Oh, golly, that's no good. So willpower is a big one. Um, willpower is a big one. And there was something in my head about consistency and overcoming the like the first couple of days because the first couple of days is always really hard like it is deadly fresh in my brain how hungry I was for the first four days and then my body adjusted got it got it so I've just loaded it up so also how to beat hunger in the early stages and increase your willpower Okay, so for those of you who don't know who Liz is, Liz is one of my online clients. Uh, She does the 10-minute fitness solution. And to say that her success has been astounding would be an understatement. I'm just calling up her her results right now. She lost in from the 2nd of September to the 30th of December. Can you remember how much it was? Was it something like eight kilos? Eight kilograms, yeah. That's like a stone and a half. Eight kilos. Yeah. That's amazing. Which is incredible. Yeah. And you said it changed your life, right? So, which yeah. is great because you got through, you know, it's not been without your struggles. No, not right. at all. So, let's start from the top. So, you went on this calorie deficit thing and you then realized that you got very, very hungry. <laughs> yeah. Oh so, what was that like? God. Um, waking up in the middle of the night, starving hungry at like three o'clock in the morning. So, you know, you're losing sleep instantly. Um, adjusting. Um, so when I was pregnant two years ago or more than two years ago now, um, I had gestational diabetes. So I had to really look after myself and really look after the amount I was eating, which meant I knew about, um, weighing food and doing portion control and things like that in order to stop my blood sugar from rising too high um and i was doing that again that that's how i started i started with like serious portion portion control and bringing it right down (laughs) from what i was eating which was my food 
and my child's food when he hadn't eaten. Right. So that's the sort of thing, you know, you make a, you, you start with an at what feels like the biggest deficit, maybe six or 700 calories a day. Yep. And that is, that is so hard to do because I, yeah, I really did for the first, it was weeks actually, wasn't it? In the end, yep. the first couple of days, there was that definite, oh, God, I'm hungry. I need to eat something. Actually, you know what I should do? I should have a drink instead and see if I'm still hungry 20 minutes later, which there is, I know, something that you absolutely shout about, which there is great. Um, and so increasing the water intake still didn't stop the midnight hunger. So I think it was maybe four weeks in, I think we had a conversation. And I said, do you know what? I'm waking up at three o'clock in the morning and the only thing that stops me is eating malt loaf. That's right. I'm laughing because I remember it. Wasn't it malt loaf and milk? Didn't you have a glass of milk as well? No, no, it was a glass of water because I don't drink milk. Okay. So it was a glass of water and I was drinking water and thinking, if I keep drinking, I'm going to be up in an hour and a half. Yeah, because you need to wee, right? Yeah. Because you need to wee. And so I thought, actually, you know what, this is ridiculous. I can't be awake knowing that I've got a job to go to from half past two in the morning until half past four in the morning. It's just not happening. And I gave in. I was like, I can't give in. I can't go over my calories. But actually, I desperately needed that. And then, and so, so I knew that so I knew that that was something that I needed to do. And then from that point on, I adjusted the way I eat. Um, so from that point on, I ate more in the evenings because that's what was stopping me. Less at lunchtime, less at breakfast, less at lunchtime, more in the evenings. Because I'm not really a breakfast person. Mm-hmm. I never mm-hmm. have been. Mm-hmm. So I know I can fast, but I need to put, and and fasting is something that you don't do willingly, perhaps, but actually, I, the, I, it's, I mean, it's 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 a sensible. There's plenty of I people mean, my who dad do it willingly. Does it. I'm all for yeah, it. Yeah, you know, and I think that I can. I was being very sensible again when I, I go back to when I was pregnant because if essentially, even though I was growing a human, that's when I got down to my lightest weight. Because I was controlling, portion control, um, and, and intake, you know, no sugary things, uh, no alcohol, no excess, really. So I actually think that I lost weight in the last three months of my pregnancy because I was still losing weight once I'd given birth because I was then needing to produce extra food for a little baby so um what was my point my point was eating in the evening at a sensible time so six o'clock half past six but consuming maybe more than a third or like towards a half of my calories yeah so that i could get through that fast and not have to eat so I eat when I get to work because it's too much effort for me <laughs> to eat between seven and eight in the morning. I simply can't do it, but I can eat 
by the time we get to quarter to nine or nine o'clock. And I know normally that time is free for me at work. So I can do that. And I can even actually push to half past 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning to eat. So I know I can do that fasting thing, but it was making sure that I ate that huge amount of calories at dinner so that I wasn't going over my calories in the next 24 hours because I was eating at half past two in the morning. <laughs> Lovely. Right. Okay. So yeah. Cause like, if you're going to eat, if you're going to eat some calories at half past two in the morning, you're really messing yourself up for the day. That's yeah. ahead, right? So there's so much in that. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, so I think the first thing we'll start with, I've made a few notes and the first thing we'll start with is you, you didn't want to give yourself the opportunity to eat something in the evening. Um, because you were worried about it sending you over your calories uh so yeah was that because you was you thought you just had to eat up to your calories every day or was it causing you a stress were you like do you think you was maybe not sleeping properly or able to get through in the night because you was just worried about going over your calories was it causing you a stress what was it and then what gave in so like what actually happened when you did go over your calories having a more loaf i mean I, yeah. i'm sure i know the answer but it'd be good to hear it I fell asleep. <laughs> I fell asleep and I slept, slept soundly for three and a half hours. Right. You know, I was so three and a half. Made, I have to get up at seven. So we made but, like, um, so you made like a small sacrifice. And the malt loaf took you over yeah. how many how many calories? I mean, a slice of malt loaf, and I was limiting myself to a slice. Yeah. Is about 150 calories. So actually, I don't think that it was taking me much beyond sort of 50 plus calories because I wasn't right at the top. Exactly. So I think there's a falsehood in the way I perceive my meals in that I have to have the same amount of calories in each meal. Don't know oh, where yeah. I got that from. God, don't, no. don't know why, <laughs> why I think that, but that, you know, that goes, yeah. And it goes with the phrase balanced diet. Doesn't right. it really? Oh, because I've actually, I've never if you're, ever thought about but that. If you're, diet. if you're breaking it down, you should, you know, a balanced diet would consist of in your if you're on a twelve hundred calorie a day, a balanced diet to me would consist of four hundred calories at breakfast, four hundred yeah. calories at lunch, and four hundred calories at dinner. For me, it needs to be six hundred calories at dinner and then the rest throughout the day. So what you've done, interestingly, on my notes I've written the word balance. So I'm glad that's come up as well. <laughs> um, so what you've done is you've you've taken you've forgotten that a balance is individual to everybody i mean i know you've corrected it since but when you started so what's balanced for you might be completely different for someone else right and Mm. i mean i've never thought about people thinking of a balanced diet being that split and actually a balanced diet isn't something that i talk about very often um it's all i would say is you've got to be within your calories and i don't care how Mm. you stay within your calories i don't care what manner in which you make it happen but you need to do that. Plus, the 50 calories that it was taking you over, the joy of the way we set all of this up with all of my clients is that I give you wiggle room. I purposefully give you wiggle room, okay? Mm. So if you need to make that slight, if you need to make it more flexible for you, um, you can. Because I, as long as you do what is laid out for you, as long as you, you know, do your steps, do your workouts, do your... You know, everything you have to do, get your sleep in, drink your water, all the five awesome rules for life and everything else. 
then even if you're 50 calories over what the marker I've set it at, you're still going to be losing weight because you're still, mm. you still have a good 20, 30% to play with. Um, maybe not quite that much, but there's still a, an element to play with. Yeah. So, um, and, and that's what you have to remember. Like, unlike a lot of diet companies and unlike kind of like, you know, you your shake companies and things like that. I don't want to get into naming them because I think I've grown up and got past that now in my life. Um, mm. But what's really important is a calorie deficit is different for everybody. And although we give it this one term, everyone has to find their own way through that themselves. You have to make, yeah. when I was at drama school, we was taught to speak Shakespeare and one of our voice coaches, Stuart Pierce, God bless him, he brought up a book. He brought out a book called The Alchemy of Voice. He's a very, very well-rounded <laughs> vocal man, and he always said you have to make punctuation your slave. So if you read Shakespeare and adhered to his punctuation, it wouldn't make much sense. And mm. then the way you interpret the character that would affect the way you speak and the way your thoughts work, and then that would affect the way in. And, and and basically it just rolls on from that yeah and so on and on yeah yeah so we was always told to make punctuation our slave so you, you get the iambic pentameter you get the script and you just slash it to pieces and you move all the full stops you move all the colons you move all the commas because you want it to make sure it works for how you're thinking for this character and calorie deficits and all all, all fitness is exactly the same you have mm. to make it your slave you have to make it work for you People will prescribe workouts to you. People will prescribe food to you. People will give you this, that, and the other, and everything else. Yet it's impossible for anyone like me to fully know what it is like to live in your shoes. It doesn't matter how many of these calls we do. It doesn't matter how, how long you work with me for. It doesn't matter how well I know you. I've never lived a day in your shoes. And therefore, for me to tell you exactly what to eat, for me to tell you exactly how you're going to work out, is a recipe for disaster is why I don't give out meal plans to my clients. It's why mm. I would much prefer that we, we spend a good six weeks talking every week, discussing it, drilling down and figuring out things that need to change and things that we need to work on together to help you figure it out in your life because your circumstances are different to, I don't know, an Amy or an Emma or Talia's or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 So it's all so different. So, yeah, we use the term calorie deficit and I've never, it's so interesting. So I've never ever thought of it as like someone thinking that's it for me. Like that's it. I have to stick to that in that sense. So rigidly around that, I've only ever thought yeah. of it flexibly. So that's a really good learning point mm. for me. I guess um, the, going on from that point of not being a morning person and not mm. eating in the morning, um, in the last two weeks and because we haven't spoken I haven't told you this but at work now I eat what is considered a main meal at breakfast so right. I ate my lunch at breakfast in right. order to stop me from worrying about eating at lunchtime and instead using that time to go for a walk right that was one of the things that I haven't been able to tell you was is that in order to sort of help myself with the calories actually breaking the fast with a big meal and I can and I'm and then I'm not hungry so if I eat at nine o'clock I am then not properly hungry until I get home for dinner 
which is incredible because if you'd have told me that six months ago, I'd have been like, whatever. Don't believe you, Adam, not a single word. Um, I now know that I don't need, I don't need to eat. Before I was eating at lunchtime, at, at breakfast, at break time, at lunchtime, at the end of school, before dinner, at dinner and after dinner. <laughs> that's a lot. That's like, crazy, isn't that, it? Like, that's like, what, and it eight, might... eight opportunities to eat in a day. Yeah. And, and that's how only... calories slip through our fingers. Yeah. It might only be 100 calories or 50 calories or 40 calories or whatever, but it's still eating and it's still raising the blood sugar. So I do have, what? I do have to be careful about what I eat because hmm. diabetes runs Literally. in my family. Oh. So I do have to be careful about raising my blood sugar. So I have to be eating the whole grain stuff, the vegetables and everything like that in that first instance before I go to a digestive or a cookie or a marshmallow. You know, all of the nice things, all of the good stuff. Like there is a box of quality streets in my house we are less than half of the way through it because I am only eating one quality street a day. <laughs> yeah, but, and that but, but that's enough to sustain power. you. Exactly. But and that's enough to sustain you, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like because I what's, don't, yeah, what's I don't great is, No, and what's great is you found a way of managing your calories over a day, over a 24-hour period, so that when you get home, you're not binging on the, on the quality streets. Yeah. You know? you're, you've, you've learned, you've, you've really you've really taken this in a really long like you've really listened to yourself and you've learned to manage your hunger you've learned to manage your calories and you've learned to spread it all out you've listened mm. to yourself and that's really powerful see i think a lot of people when they're on a calorie deficit when they're you know chasing the weight loss and everything else they're not willing to i think a couple of things is they're not willing to allow themselves to change within the process like you have, like you've, you know, you're now eating breakfast. You, you've, you've pulled yourself away from that quite restrictive mindset of, and I, you know, I don't eat breakfast. I'm not a breakfast person all the rest of it. Um, so now actually understanding that by doing that, that's going to sustain me when it comes to nine o'clock and, yeah. and you're seeing, you're seeing it over a 24 hour period as opposed to a, just a meal by meal period and just a mm. numbers game. You're understanding the way your body reacts in a whole in the whole situation, which is great. And, and you've allowed yourself to develop with it and you've learned new techniques as your body has changed. You've learned new techniques to manage it. Uh, and that will always happen because your body will adapt. You know, th there's one thing that the human body is, it is adaptable. Adapt we yeah. adapt to everything <laughs> and we adapt very yeah. well because we don't want to be under threat. And your body will fight being into a calorie deficit, which is why it woke you up at 2.30 in the morning going, I need food! Because... Because it's it's scared of losing what it yeah. was, you know, and mm. it's trying to protect itself. Our, you know, two mm. million old year old brains and everything, that's what they do. And so, yeah. um, and so, you've listened to that. You've gone, no, no, we're sticking with this, and you're going to have to come with me. And your body has come with you. It's changed, and it's all been mm. consistent and it's all been wonderful and now you're looking at opportunities to put in awesome bits of movement and you're managing your calories around that as opposed to letting the day slay you you're now slaying the day 
Yeah. Which is awesome. Which is what it's all about. <laughs> yeah. uh, on on your point about fasting, I just want to go back to that because I don't think I get yeah. it. Um, like intermittent fasting is something that I'm not opposed to at all. Uh, there's a few issues like that I think might need to be considered with it. But actually, I've had plenty of clients do it, and plenty of yeah. clients find it a wonderful way of just controlling their calories. You know, mm. and it can be it can be a twelve hour fast. I used to do twelve hour fast, so. I'd mark what time I ate my dinner in the evening and then I wouldn't eat breakfast till 12 hours on from that the next yeah. day. Yeah. It could be some people do a 16-8 diet where you know they fast for 16 hours and have an eight-hour window of eating. Um, and we can all go through phases of doing this and doing that. Just because you do intermittent mm. fasting for two weeks doesn't mean that you're an intermittent faster. And then if you come off it yeah. because you need to, doesn't mean that you're failing at that diet. Like it's not... It's just a, a way, a tool. It's another tool in our calorie deficit armory mm. that we can use um, to be effective for us, especially if we're, you know, in times of, well, I wouldn't suggest you do it at times of great stress because you probably need those little bits of calories every day. Um, sorry, mm. throughout the day in order to create a, um, in order to create a sort of that consistent feeling. Yeah, yeah. Do you react but well to hunger? Um, I react better to hunger. Now? Now. Now. How do you manage your um, hunger? Drinking, water, I was gonna say, not, not alcohol. Whiskey. Not whiskey. <laughs> not whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess, I don't, I'm, I've never really been, I don't, I don't, I don't recognise hangry as a, okay. as a thought. I'm the um, same, I don't really. Yeah, I just... I just know that I need to eat. And so I was very, so yeah, so the, the blood sugar thing, I think there, there's part of me that would push myself until I was absolutely hungry. And then I think, oh my God, I haven't eaten. Blah, I've got to eat something. Um, now I know that it's coming. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like before, I could go for hours and hours and then think, my blood sugar's gone through the floor. Right. I feel dreadful. I'm shaking. I know I need to eat something. And that's when, you know, the bag of chocolates goes down Coming. the neck. Yeah. Um, that's when the, you know, the choice is refined carbs over yeah. anything else yeah. because i know that that I, I can't you know you intrinsically know that that's a quick burst of energy mm -hmm. um and i guess i never really i just knew that i was hungry and now i think i i don't remember ever feel i mean i guess since being pregnant and since having to look after myself I don't remember the last time I felt shaky because I hadn't eaten. That's good. Particularly not in the last four months. Mm. Um, yeah, which, I think... Which is, which is counterintuitive to the fact that you've lost weight as well, right? So you yeah. think probably by restricting your calories, you're more likely to end up in that situation. Yeah, no, and and because your body adapts to that that loss of calories, you it takes time to get to get the blood sugar down and i think that my body is more stable i'm not i've not had a blood mm. test and i really should have had a blood test two, two blood tests by now <laughs> oh dear. um 
because I'm a working mum. Exactly. But also, um, but, also, do you not yeah. think it's? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm all, I'm always trying to get people to control their blood sugar levels, like not, not because I think everyone's on the verge of being diabetic, but because I know what it can be like when you crash. Like I've had it, I've been in central London and literally the only thing that would fix me was like a can of Coke. I used to get it after auditions and yeah, I used to yeah. walk to the same Sainsbury's every time. It used to happen to me all, every single time, same moment, same time of the day. And I'd just grab it at the Sainsbury's by bank station and, um, and get a can of Coke and I'll feel fine after that once I had that. Right. And I, mm. so, but I'm, that's why I try and, that's why I try and, ask people to maybe rethink their breakfast ideas away from things like cereal away from um orange juice away from these high sugary cereal foods we have because i think if you can start your day off right with a well-controlled um gi breakfast gi being mm. the glycemic index yeah um then you are gonna you're gonna keep yourself more stable over the day and if you can keep your blood sugar levels more stable over the day then chances are you're gonna keep stress at bay a little bit better you're gonna make yeah. better decisions throughout the day anyway because your body's not taxing you in a different manner as well mm. um yeah. yeah i mean i don't i can't remember the last time i had a blood sugar crash to be honest um mm. and a lot of it has been since i started changing what i have for breakfasts now i just have a morning smoothie um every day and that's that or maybe porridge if i fancy a change but i haven't fancied yeah. that in a long time uh just make a smoothie and, and take it with me yeah it's interesting um i've upped uh, maybe intentionally maybe unintentionally the amount of protein that you eat at breakfast is so important um because or at least that's what i think protein's important no yeah. matter what Two grams per kilogram of body weight. Yeah. So instead of, you know, um, again, going back to when I was pregnant, because that was when it really kind of hit me that I needed to look after myself. Breakfast when I was pregnant was two eggs, two slices of bacon and a handful of tomatoes because it's low in sugar. Mm. It's low in, it's, you know, low in carbs and you're getting that, protein and the fats mm. that help you out and one of your five a day as well so getting a little bit of that you know now i i've stopped eating wraps because i think they're really bad for me i actually the the worst sugar crash i had whilst i was um testing my blood sugar was after i'd eaten two weetabix right I'd eat two Weetabix in the morning. Yeah. I hadn't had anything to drink and hadn't done any exercise. I'd just got ready for work, got in the car, got to work. And about half an hour into work, I went, apparently, according to my colleague, I went wow. white as a sheet. Yeah. And she went, are you okay? And I went, no, I'm just going to test my blood sugar because I think something's wrong. It was at 14. Two hours after eating, it's supposed to be be between 5.2 and 7 right i was at 14 that's 14 pretty high that's mental so she was like what are you gonna do what are you gonna do i was like i'm gonna have a glass of water and i'm gonna go for a walk around the building excellent and that's what i did and it brought my you know within half an hour my blood sugar was back to normal but i was like all right okay the weetabix is going out the window 
And ever since then, I have not had cereal. And even if it's on offer, I will not eat it. I'd much rather have the thing that, you know, the protein. Yep. I, you know, I, breakfast is one of those meals that we're so closed-minded about in this country and yeah. it winds me oh, up yeah. so much it's like yeah. you have to have cereal or nothing i'm like you can eat unless it's, it's either cereal or a domino's pizza in this country for some reason. <laughs> and that's all people have for breakfast right <laughs> and i don't understand it like what because you know i remember when i was in budapest like or anywhere in the continent, their yeah. breakfasts are amazing. Mm, like full yeah. of vegetables, there's cucumbers, there's yeah. peppers, there's tomato, like you name it. You can get the vegetable you want and eat it. And and normally it's raw, um, which is great as well. And and there's just something to be said for it. Or even eating leftover mm. dinner for breakfast. Like it's just yeah. no meal, it's just other calories. Yeah. It's, that's what I do. Yeah. And there's, there's I eat leftover dinner for breakfast. Perfect. Yeah. Because then you, you've, meal prepped, you've meal prepped another meal. So yeah. therefore, you know it's under control. Two, you know you've got to eat it because otherwise it's a waste of food. Three, yeah. it's such a great way of controlling what you are going to eat as opposed to going, oh, I need breakfast. And then just waking up tired, a little bit dazed and confused and just pouring whatever you want into your bowl and your glass and then consuming yeah. it and then wondering mm. why you're feeling sleepy at 11 o'clock and then yeah. once you feel sleepy at 11 o'clock you go oh it's 11 o'clock we're gonna have a can of coke now you have a can of coke you feel a bit better yeah. and you feel sleepy again at one and then you go and have fish and chips or whatever for lunch and it just it just you can see how that one decision about breakfast mm. can spiral your entire day out yeah both in terms of your calorie deficit and just your yeah. general mood yeah it's one of those things of you know whenever we've been on the continent as well and knowing that the breakfast is included in the cost of the hotel like stock up on that food oh Oh, yeah come on yeah i take my bag apples bananas it all goes in there (laughs) leah's like leah's like like, adam you're embarrassing me i'm like we paid for it take (laughs) it (laughs) do it and you know it's it's eating you're eating the variety as well and it's staying away pastries oh my god staying away from pastries a hundred percent of the time and picking the things like so i know again i'm going to that hotel that i like to go to and i know that i like their breakfasts because it is a proper continental breakfast yes I know I've got to stay away. They're only mini pastries and they're okay. only mini cookies. But oh my gosh, they're delicious. And but I, I should the, really only have one in the morning. You and know, that's fine, instead but of you should you should allow yourself that. If you're on holiday, allow yourself yeah. the opportunity to oh, yeah. yourself. It's it's but it, it is a very like you say, it's a very slippery slope, actually. Mm. If I if I say at you know, seven o'clock, eight o'clock in the morning, whenever I'm eating breakfast, I've had that pastry, right? But then I know there's going to be cookies at eleven o'clock because that's when that's when coffee break is. You know, oh, it's a working it's a working holiday, really. Yeah. I know there's going to be this at lunch. I know what food is going to happen at lunchtime. So, do I actually really need the cookie in between? Well, yeah. they're only they're only little. Remember, and they do, and it it is really interesting to see how differently I 
respond when there is no restriction to the amount of food I can eat. Yeah. So if someone else is giving it to me, I'm like, give me all that food. I'm the same. You should see how I palm will play <laughs> off at work. Yeah. And I just, I just don't, I find it harder to stop. Yeah. And so but, I know we had a conversation about eating at Christmas and how it was really important to actually say, you know what? We ate a main meal and I haven't, I didn't eat anything before then. Oh, maybe a little bit, you know, I ate that main meal. And then I watched the rest of my family continue to eat. And I was like, dudes, where are you putting it? Yeah, I have no idea. I can't do it. And yeah. that's something that has changed in the last, you know, four months, maybe even longer than that, actually. I need to see how much I've eaten, what I've eaten. I need, to, you know, we talk all the time about being present when you eat yeah. and about time. being aware and taking the time and actually saying, you know what, I know you piled my plate up and I'd love to eat it all, but if I take another mouthful, you're going to see it again. <laughs> yeah, but it's also about Not understanding fun. that you don't have to finish your plate. Yeah. And you don't and that, have to... That is a huge yeah. problem in this country as well. Yeah. I know we bashing England a little bit, That's but right. there's, you know, the the there's a war hangover isn't there so your parents my parents yeah. grandparents as well yeah. i used to get put you know, outside i used to get not not that not that i'm like digging my mom out here right but she, i remember she like if i wouldn't finish my plate of food i'd be outside i'd finish it outdoors till i got to eat yeah. it and i understand i understand why i don't think i don't think with my mum it came from a point of of like it, obviously it wasn't force feeding me that's a ridiculous suggestion but it was it was like it was almost like to protect me because she wanted me to not be hungry it wasn't even like the fact that she cooked it and she expected me to eat it it was mm. the fact that it was your dinner and you know you're a you know you're you, sh you need to eat your dinner basically that's all it was and then obviously i'd fight and kick and scream like all kids do about eating their dinner but i think um yeah, and, and you're right. There is probably a war hangover from it and it's come down the, the generations in my family. Mm. And and I used to, and I still do. I mean, I've got a plate of food there that I stopped eating because I had to do this with you. And now I'm thinking <laughs> I've got to go back and finish it. Even though I'm not going to, I'm not particularly going to enjoy it, but I have to go back and finish mm. it because I've got a plate of food there. Food, um, yeah. It's, that's a funny one, isn't it? So uh, I, I, we've spoken so much, but just quickly before we round up, what about willpower? So how has that, how's your willpower developed and how, how was it so mm. hard in the beginning? I think um, I have, I, I know I complained to you, didn't I? In the early days on those, on those meetings of, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? Like, actually, I want to eat everything that's in front of me. Um, but I know that I have to stop at some point. And I think starting with portion control meant that I got, I got that understanding back of what a portion of something looks like. Yeah. Okay. So what portion of rice or what portion of pasta, because you know, it's not a lot, but actually it's important for, it was important for me to see that I didn't, even though it says on the packet, you can eat half a portion, of, you can eat half the bag of rice and it'll 
it's this much calories. Well, actually, I don't want that many calories. I want this many calories from this part of my meal. And I want it to look like, you know, I've always got a mental picture in my head of what my plate should look like. That's good. And that kind of, that helps the willpower as well. Protein and um, veggies at every meal. Yep, all the time. And just, you know, even if they are on the top of the pizza hidden under the chips. <laughs> that's where they were this evening. <laughs> and in the form of potato in the chips. But they're there. And uh, yeah, I guess the willpower thing, it is, it is being, we talked about consistency. It is being consistent with yourself. It is saying, actually, you know what? Okay, if I get it wrong, that's absolutely fine. Draw a line under it, start again, which is something that, you know, I think we're both advocates of because yeah, as philosophy. a, yeah, as a, as a, as a teacher, as someone who works with young people, I am all for the second chance, the third chance, the fourth chance, the fifth chance, the sixth chance, the seventh chance. Liz, you, you just draw a line under is, the behavior. You, you and start know, like, it's not, it's not even like you should give, whoever came up with, you should give someone a second chance as an idiot because yeah. God, I've had more than the second chance in my life, I tell you, mm. right? And, uh, you know, it's not about giving yourself a new chance. It's about understanding the human condition and it's about understanding that you're just a person. Yeah. And you will fuck up and you will yeah. get it wrong. And you, <laughs> it ain't going to be smooth. It ain't going to be pretty. No. But all we look for is that the F up days are less and less and less and, and less, le and yeah. less as we keep going. And you don't let, those days lead into the next day and if you can yeah. start doing that and just understanding that everyone everyone has these mistakes that's what i love about this call so much is that there's going to be people listening thinking yeah well you know it's all right for her to say she lost eight kilos and everything else but actually what's really good about this is one we've seen the humanity in you we've seen how you've how you have messed up and how you've just recovered from that and, and gone on and how you had to change tack and change tactic and, and you've developed and adapted as, as it's all gone. And that's what we all do all of the time. None of mm. us, none of us get it right ever all of the time. No, You know, we get it right, hopefully maybe 80% of the time and that's bad and well above average, but mm. you just have to allow yourself the understanding that, yep, things are going to knock you sideways and then you just have to dust yourself off pick yourself up go to bed and start again tomorrow yeah and definitely. there will always be a tomorrow um yeah and that's but really don't, what it comes yeah, to yeah but you don't start tomorrow you start today now i'm talking about someone who's in the thick of the journey right who's, <laughs> yeah who's in the thick of the journey if someone is thinking oh i'll start tomorrow tomorrow i'll do it tomorrow i'll do it no. tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow. Obviously, we need Start to attract today. from that mindset. Yeah, there's no time yeah. at the present. But mm. um, but if you know, if we're talking about forgiving yourself, then you do need to you do need to understand that tomorrow you can reset and start. Again. Yeah, as long as you do. Start. Yeah, even if it's at half past four in the morning and you've just eaten a slice of mole. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but that's but that's how you manage it. And if that yeah. and if that meant if making that decision meant you then lost eight kilos, if I'd have said to you when you said, "Oh, I'm having the malt loaf," and I went. Okay, that's fine because you're going to lose eight kilos by December. You'd have gone. Okay, I'll have the malt loaf. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. It's a simple <laughs> decision because you're yeah. you're you know you're managing yourself, and that's mm. what it comes down to. 
And I think a big part of living in a calorie deficit comes down to the fact that people aren't good at managing themselves um, yeah. in that manner. Mm. And learning that is a very difficult journey for them. Mm. It's no as well, I mean, particularly with having young family, um, it's knowing that I don't need to finish his plate for him. Yeah. His, his dinner, his, most of his dinner went in the bin this evening. I don't yeah. need to eat it. How many times do you see like mums yeah. picking up their eggs, child's crisp packet and finishing it all and or giving it to the dad as the human dustbin in the yeah. family, you know? Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, save the food you and can, that, put it in the fridge or, you know, just start, yeah. 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 It's knowing, it is really knowing that that's, I think that's where the weight went on. Right. was that I wasn't managing myself because I was busy managing other people. And when and that, is right. a, that makes sense. Yeah. Do you now find it easier to manage them now that you're in control of your own management? Yeah. Right, there yeah. you go. What a lesson, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yep. I think on that lesson, we better, uh, we better wind this up. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. So have you got anything else for me? Have you got anything else you wanted to run past me? Any quick questions? No, only that, um, only that it, it is going really well. And when I finish here, I am going to do my exercise before I go to bed. Perfect. Because <laughs> I'm Good running stuff. it today. <laughs> Good. 10 minutes a day. That's all it is. Get it. That is all it is. Get that's it done. Uh, well, I just wanted to say thanks so much for jumping on the call with me today, Liz. And uh, for okay. putting yourself up front for a podcast. Uh, it means a lot for me, to me. And I also want to say thanks for being in my life and thank you for yeah. always putting a smile on my face and for working hard and being honest with me because that means a lot. So um, thank you. good luck with the workouts. And thank you. Good luck. And I look forward to catching up with you hopefully sometime soon. Yeah. See you soon, Adam. See you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Fitness Solution. If you want to find out more about coaching from Adam, then please just head to www.thegymstarter.com and then you can find out all the stuff you need to know. Right, that's it from me. Have an amazing week and thank you for being here. I appreciate you so much for listening. Peace, love and protein, high fives and positive vibes. Ciao.